Hi, hello, hello, hi. Welcome to all our hearts and minds for another episode. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds in the past week. The good, the bad, the concerning of, and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart, and Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. All right, girl. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. So it's been a week. Let's just jump right into our checkup and see how each each of us are doing. Um, Yes. I'll start off. Um, Mm -hmm. This week was pretty good. Um, Just kind of no no hiccups. Uh, It's Father's Day this week. So today I did some last minute shopping. I know it's bad, but it just crept up. Like one minute it was May and the next minute it's just close to the third week of June and it's Father's Day. So I had exactly. to make sure that I jumped out to the store and got a card. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but I don't know. That uh, That's what I was doing this, uh, that's what I did today. And um, other than that, everything's okay. Things are opening up, but I'm still being cautious and kind of, I'm not rushing to the stores. I don't need anything. Uh, everywhere I've been in the past couple of days, there's been lineups. And I'm mm-hmm. not here. I'm not here to line up to spend my money. I need to just walk into the store, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's my week. How was your week? It's been. Um, it it was okay. My week was okay. Um, yeah, it was kind of a dreary week though. When you think about it, like uh, it wasn't as sunny as the week before and and stuff like that. But you know, just dealing with the work and the school thing and. Uh, but overall, it was okay. And so today was a nice, you know, day as well. And it is Father's Day this weekend. And yeah, so going to celebrate that time with my dad and stuff and uh, with other loved ones. And um, yeah, overall, you know what? I can't complain. Okay. I can't complain. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. No news is better than bad news. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so that's our checkup with each other. So we'll jump into headlines. Um, a couple of things I just wanted to call out. Um, last week we were talking about the versus battle between um, Eve and uh, the baddest bish, Trina. Um, I <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. And in all honesty, I haven't watched a versus in a while. The last full versus I watched, I think, was a Patty or was Patty... Patty and, uh, not Anita Baker. Oh my goodness. Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. That was like a classic one. And maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the, um, DMX and Snoop Dogg one was after that. Oh no. I remember the last big one. The last big one was Jeezy and, um, Gucci. Gucci Gucci man. Gucci man. Saw that one. Which was Mm -hmm. epic. There was a lot of tension. It was drama, drama, drama. Yeah, I was hoping something wasn't gonna pop off in there because it was very tense. I was uncomfortable. You could cut it with a knife. Like, I, I had to check out. I had to log out a couple of times. I was like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to see anybody yeah, get. I, I, like, I don't want to be partaking in this. Thank you. Yeah. So for the Trina Eve one again. So I just checked out the highlights. I looked at the outfits. Um, Trina was dressed very conservative, very conservatively for uh, Miss Trina. Um, she was wearing some orange uh vinyl pants or leather i don't know but very shiny leather and a nice um v- a very deep v kind of to- uh, top with balloon sleeves and i was like this is it-, it looked very good it looked very classy she looked amazing actually i'm not sure how old trina is but i'm i'm sure she's up well up into her 40s somewhere up in there i'm not sure let me not age her but i'm gonna i feel comfortable saying that she's at least yes at least 45 yes. if not more then that pushing, pushing, pushing something <laughs> yeah and um eve was uh also for me in terms of the outfits like you know i want to say trina had it for me i was pleasantly surprised by her how she was dressed she kept it classy yet stylish and fun she still had that youthful vibe about her and um oh she's actually 46 turning 47 this year Mm-hmm. And, pushing uh, 50 
Mm-hmm. Oh God! Well, you should close getting getting into the neighborhood there. No, well, once you pass over like forty five, thirty five, once you pass that five point, it's it. You know, you're pushing, you're pushing fifty, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I, no, well, I'm, it's true. Like that's okay. I I'll say you're in the neighborhood. I won't. I won't. No, but there. no, but okay. When you round up, right? Mm-hmm. What's the number that usually you would use to round up higher? Yes, like I'm not. You're not wrong. Five. You're not wrong. Right. So I'm... when you pass the five point and you're on like six and seven, right? Yeah, you're pushing. You're pushing fifty, Trina. But you look good, though, girl. She you look good, good, though. She looked very good. You look good. She looked very nice. And yes. Eve, uh, I, I don't know. Eve was looking kind of church lady for me. She was looking a little church lady for me. <laughs> um, I don't want to say it, but if I compare her to Trina, I mean, they both took the conservative approach. Um, but yeah, at least Trina really had a lot of fun with it. She still had her vibe. Um, so Eve, of course, looked amazing and polished, and I loved her turquoise high thigh high boots which were very hot but she kept she you know outfit wise i have to give it to trina and even the little the little clips that i did come across i felt like trina was giving all the energy i'm sure maybe those are the clips that are just circulating so as somebody who didn't watch the whole thing i can't judge i'm not saying who got it but um i love the energy that uh, trina was putting out there well, I did watch pieces of it, and I will admit as well, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But from what I did see, I did see pretty much, I would say, a clip of each of their well-known songs. Okay. And it was nice to see that, you know, Trina did bring Trick Daddy. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to see Eve stand on her own. Okay. And she kind of held her own. You know, um, but what I did see in terms of outfits, like you said, I think Trina had that hands down. It was more progressive. It was more, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit farther Mm -hmm. than what Eve had on. However, those boots, those boots, Eve's boots, yeah, they were hot. I was like, those are some hot boots, Mm -hmm. you know, and she was rocking them really well. She was doing really well with that, too. Um, <clears throat> sorry, overall, I would say it was a nice battle and it was nice to see two women come together that were in the industry, yeah. you know, instead of pinning them against each other and, and making this false narrative and, you know, for it to then come off to other, you know, young females coming up that you have to have this beef in the industry. And it was nice that, you know, but Trina's always been like that. Yeah. You know, she always crosses me as the type of uh, um, artist that wants to put everybody on. You know what I mean? And wants to just let everybody eat. However, Trina's mouth can be slick. (laughs) It can be slick. And um, you can see that in her lyrics, you know, and and that's her personality. And I, hey, kudos to you. Kudos to you. But I did like, you know, Eve's, flow i liked her flow a little bit better it was a little bit more i don't know she had something strong to say in her lyrics but you were just saying in general in terms of music forget the battle just artists artists. in music yeah exactly what the battle is about is is uh talent for talent you know what i'm saying for me i don't really for me personally no because i more go through the energy that people bring to it because Yes, you're always going to, you're when you go into it, you're going to go with your fave. So for you, clearly, Eve is probably, you prefer Eve in general based on her music, what you've seen, whatever. Well, it's just because Eve, to me, has something more to say. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's more depth yeah. to it. You know, if I want to, you know, a really club banger, then mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to hook up with Trina right here and she's mm-hmm. going to, you know, make it hot. However... I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Maybe I am on a bias, but when no, I but saw everybody, the, when everybody... I saw the battle, and I'm looking in my mind, I'm thinking hip hop. When you see talent for talent, what that means to me is you see that person's artistry come mm-hmm. out of them, you mm-hmm. know, and be on display. Not just talking about how much times you pop your pom pom. Like really, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. After a while, I need to hear more than that. I need to have depth. 
And I know that Eve has had her club bangers too. Mm-hmm. But even within her verses, there's something else to say. Yeah. I don't know. It felt more empowering. But, you know, some people might disagree with me that, you know, being able to pop your pom pom and all of these things is Well, it's, is not, it's not about... It, it's You know what? At the end of the day, it's showcasing your skill and everybody just says... And I feel like Eve had that skill down pat. And just like everybody who's watching it, they, they go on at their fave for whatever reason. So for me, um, like I personally, they're not, I'm not a huge fan of either one of them, mm-hmm. but, um, I think if I look at it objectively and career wise, I would say on paper, I would have chose Trina and that's just, and again, I think people go into it with their preference. It's like, say whichever artist that you like or in their career, you respect their career more. But I also think that when you actually do it, you're supposed to put on a show. You're supposed to have good energy and a perfect. She had good energy though. And a perfect example is, and yeah, I'm not talking. And again, this is for me not the quintessential versus event as far as I'm true, concerned. True. So, but I'm I'm just saying it's like everybody can have their opinion and it and it's fine. So yeah, whatever their preference. But I kind of look at it as in I look at the verses as the verses alone. And I could mm-hmm. choose my artist, but then I could go and watch the verses and I'd be like, this is awkward as fuck. So for example, right? um the last one that they had with uh TI's wife uh TI's wife Tiny uh, sorry, SWV versus Escape. So um, I went in with SWV right up at the top. I'm like, Escape was more my generation. Well, they're a little bit before my generation, but still, they had mm. some hits, and, you know, I love them. But I just know SWV was huge. They were massive. So just mm-hmm. on paper, I went with SWV, but then mm-hmm. I watched it. Their energy was so awkward in the first half. There, right. there came out a reason why that was, but I was mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, I'm going to have to give it to Escape, Not, even though my preference was um, SWV. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. you know, it's all fun and games. Um, exactly. I, and it's great exactly. that it's still going. It gives us something, it gives the internet something to talk uh, about. Quick question, quick question. Who would you want to see next? Ooh. Mine, and I'm going to take it to a whole different genre here. Okay. I would love to see... Okay. Bujubantan and Sizzla. Okay. 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 That would be a fire one because you know what? My favorite verses was the dancehall one with um, Beanie, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Bount- that was like, that was by far the best. And that was when, that was like when it first started when some artists were coming on with some shoddy internet and all mm-hmm. the way in Jamaica, everything was crisp and clear. The energy mm-hmm. was, oh my God, that was the best. For me, mm-hmm. I think I could say that's still my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if they, those two artists would be amazing, or even if they did, they could even do a Soka one with Machel and, um, I don't really know who the next, oh, there's a couple other guys that they could do, but I, that Macho would definitely have to represent one side of the right? Soka massive. He's definitely right? on there. I don't know who the other guy or group would be, <laughs> but it would definitely be Macho. That's all I know. Right? He has a Soka pan lock. R&B, I definitely want to see Mary. People have been saying Mary J. Blige and um, Mariah Carey. Mariah, but I think Mariah, because Mariah is a pop girl. Like even though Mariah did, and you know what, Mary has her hit. I don't know. It's too hard. Like I, for me personally, because they're both my faves, that's a hard one. Like I don't even want to see anything versus. I feel like they each need to have their own their own show because they've done that before. Like they'll have like an artist, like they had D'Angelo and friends. So mm-hmm. I feel like certain people, I feel like it's a disrespect to even put them against anybody. Right. And that's how I feel about, uh, those Mariah and Miriam. Like, you mm-hmm. know what? I get it. But oh, another one is Lil Kim. I would love to see Lil Kim and Foxy. That'd be crazy. I feel like there would be a lot of tension in that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't need the Bronx to come tumbling down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but yeah, I, definitely. Because, I, and the reason why I chose them is because they have a conscious vibe. Mm-hmm. But lyrically, like, they're both, I think, at the same playing field mm-hmm. now because you know Sizzla is, is younger than you know Bojo I, I'm sure he was inspired by him mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it would be nice and that kind of vibe would be like real nice like mm-hmm. real you know just kick back 
and just let the music take you, you know? Yeah, the Jamaicans mm. killed it before, so I would I would love well, to see it. I would, I would love, love to yeah. see it. Maybe it's coming mm-hmm. down. I feel like that's not entirely impossible. I think that's that could be happening just now. But you know what? Again, it's been corporatized. It's been sold mm-hmm. from uh, Swiss Beats and them, so God knows what they're trying to do with this. Mm. Okay, well, I feel like the versus battle took up our headlines, which is okay. We wanna we start a little bit later than usual, so we wanna keep it moving. Yeah. Um. I'll, before we do, I just wanted to shout out fathers. Um, knowing that tomorrow is Father's Day. Yes. We wanna appreciate all the fathers who are out there playing a positive being role. Being a father. Being a and father. And a daddy. And -hmm. playing a positive role, an active role in their child's lives. I know my life is more enriched through having my father there all my life. And even those who don't have that biological father, there are father figures. Show them Mm -hmm. love. Those who play that role for you, whether it's an uncle, grandfather, whatever, Mm -hmm. whoever that plays that role for you, give them their love. Show your appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's true. I just wanted to shout all the daddies out there. I agree, I agree. Happy Daddy's Day. <laughs> All right, so now we get into Wagwan for real. For real. This is for where real. we ask the hard question. Wagwan for real. Things that just don't add up. They just don't make sense. What's really happening here? So for this, I wanted to talk about the Virginia Tech football player, who beat beat a man to Mm. death. This young man is 18 years old, and the story is essentially that he was on a dating app, I believe they said it was Tinder, and he met a woman named Angie. I believe that was the alias that, uh, yes, Angie was the alias that the victim used, right? Yes, yes. So he had already met up before the the murder or um, alleged murder took place. He was, he already had an encounter with this so-called Angie. (laughs) And then, so this happened on the second encounter where he went to the apartment and he discovered that Angie was in fact a male. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so his reaction... (laughs) His reaction to finding that out, instead of, like, yelling or just getting away, you know, verbally expressing the messed upness of that situation, is he punched and stomped the man until he heard bubbling and gurgling, and he left and did not call the police. Wow, deep. Yes, so the victim is 40 years old, and the and the guy who's been charged, his name is Isaman David Atut, 18 years old, and he's a player on a Virginia Tech football uh, team, and he's rallied a lot of support. And the man died from blunt force trauma. So obviously that beating he gave me, gave Angie, <laughs> Um, Angie, real name, Jerry Smith. So he died as a result of that beating. And so people are seeing that why I put this, why I really want to know Wagwan is, do you think that the boy's story where he's saying that he met this person on Tinder as a woman named Angie, he had an encounter and then he had a second encounter. First of all, I want to say I don't think this should be the reaction. Despite what has happened, this man, Jerry, did not deserve to die. This is not a normal reaction. People are going to try and make toxic masculinity will make us think that this was a normal reaction, but this man did not deserve to be murdered in such a a way. Some people are saying different on social media, but me personally, I think that it's a brutal way to go. And um, he was... If if we you know what at the end of the day we don't know what the story is. This is a story that we're hearing from, um, this is the story that we're hearing from Isaman, which is eighteen year old guy, who murdered um Jerry. So we don't really know what really happened. So what I really want to know: Do you think Wagwan for real? Do you think as you're hearing the story right now, what do you think really happened? Do you think this is line by line what happened, or is there more going on here? 
there's definitely more to the story than what we are being told, mm -hmm. but that seems to be a trend. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they'll only give you so much information. Now here, when I heard about this story, mm -hmm. there was a few things that came to mind. First was, why is this young man looking about sexual experiences in this way? Why would he feel the need to do that? First, second. Are you talking about the victim or the- I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the young man that went there. Okay. Ex expecting- whatever sexual favors mm -hmm. you know and so why would he even think to do that like to go about doing that in that way number one I don't, number what's two wrong with, what's wrong with that well what's wrong with that is that look at what we have here yeah but lots take of people... time to know somebody no but take time to know somebody okay not just to find someone to just hook up with okay because this is this is what we could have here you see you could have saved yourself a lot of a lot of pain and sorrow and suffering if you just took the time mm -hmm. you see as as a society i feel like we move so quickly into things and we don't think about what we're doing we just leap and sometimes that's a great idea you just leap but sometimes you have to think about what you're doing, especially when there's diseases out there, when there's crazy people out there, when there's people who are fronting that they're a woman and they're not. So why would this young man want to do that and put himself in jeopardy with so much looking forward to his future? Why would he want to do that? That's number one. And number two, this is not the response that you should have. <laughs> yes, you should be angry. Don't get it wrong. Mm -hmm. I agree. Anger, yes. But to stomp the man to death and then to have no remorse of it. We don't know if he does it has remorse. Well, you didn't call the police. You didn't call the ambulance. You didn't make a, you know, an anonymous tip. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't do none of that. Yeah. So there was no conscience at that moment. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it was because you were duped. You mm -hmm. felt insulted. You yeah. felt disrespect. Okay. But I feel like there's a certain level of, re of responsibility and accountability that that man, young man has to take. And that is, why would you even venture this way? It, it's really surprising that you would have so much in front of you, you know, such a bright future as a young man, uh, uh, to let it go over this. And it's all because you want instant gratification. You want someone to make you feel good right now. And it doesn't matter who they are because you're not going to take time. Get time to know this Miss Angie. <laughs> okay, Angie don't sound right. You know, whatever communication, like something through, like I, I just, I don't understand why he would even go that route and why he responded that way. And no, I don't think that the res the response, the action that this man, Angie, quote unquote, took, the response that this young man came up with, I think is um, appalling. Yeah, okay, knock him up, beat him up, but not to the point where he died. He, he's died, you, you killed him. Okay, well, here's my thing. We have to remember that the young man is 18 and an 18 year old male, he's just horned up. He's just <laughs> realistically like you're asking for rationality, rationality and I get it. Realistically, he just sees a woman who's willing to get down and he's this, he, that's where he's going. He's like, okay, here's the action. Secondly, I, a question that I did have though at first, and I didn't mention this when I brought up the story is how did this encounter happen the first time and this was not the result of the final result of the encounter. So I forgot to mention that when he first went to meet Angie or the uh, victim, he was blindfolded. So that's where the nonsense came. I don't blame him as a young man jumping to any like, woman. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. This is what I'm saying. There was a lot of, red well, I don't know about the red flags before, but for me, the big, knowing this story, the minute somebody says blindfold, okay, you're, you already made your connection. You're coming over there. Somebody mentions blindfold. No. Anything could have happened to this young man. He could have been, it could have been the reverse. He could have been. And made... why would you think to go? Yeah. Like what attention do you need? 
that desperately where you're going to go blindfolded. You know, we're in the pandemic. People are horny. <laughs> okay. Then call someone to your spot. Yep. Go get a hotel room where you're secure, where you're, you have something to lose. Yes, you do. And you know, that made me think to my third thought is mm. that it's unfortunate when this happens, but I've encountered different black men who, when it's time for them to excel in life, they do nonsense like this to destroy that mm -hmm. because they don't know how to deal with success. They don't know how to deal with being somebody. So when it gets real, this young man is, his future was so bright. Why would you do that? Why would you go this route? Like, I just don't get it. Secure yourself. Make sure you have, a, you're horny, get a hotel room and call them on over. Yeah. And don't wear a blindfold with- Come when on. When like, you're first meeting somebody, please this is don't ridiculous. do that. Don't do this that. This is ridiculous. Like, I can't. So This is ridiculous. Yes, but go on. Mm -hmm. It looks like, well, one thing, it does seem like a lot of the people on his team and in the community are supporting him. And there have been other sources who've come out to say that um, um, the victim um, who was called himself Angie, Jerry, Jerry Smith, he was known for trying to pick up straight guys in local bars. That's the story. I'm again, I'm saying alleged because obviously the people are on the side of the young, the young man who's in prison right now. It's, it's very murky. Um, I think it's a very gray, gray area. I'm not buying the story on either side of what really happened, but um, he does have a lot of support. You know, Americans, communities with their football, they don't play around and their football players. They will protect them even when they literally uh, commit murder. So we'll keep an eye on this story. It's very Definitely. unfortunate, very unfortunate for both parties. But this is, this is what I, this is why I, I do agree that this should be in our Wagwan for real. Yeah. Cause really, because Wagwan. really <laughs> Wagwan, why would you put yourself out like that mm -hmm. for real? Are you scared of success? Are you scared that you might be somebody like, I don't understand. I well, don't get it. My, my Wagwan is. Did he really think that it was a woman? Did you really? Well, here's the thing. You're in a saying. position, you're in a position where I'm sure there's lots of little girls running around you mm -hmm. because you're going to be somebody. Yeah. You're doing something with yourself. So I don't understand why we have to go to this length. Mm -hmm. Like you're in this respect, if he is, if he's going to be that arrogant to just go around and, and, and try to sleep with random women, whatever. Mm -hmm. and he feels that highly of himself, then he should feel that highly enough to make them come to him. Not, we're going blindfold and ting. No, <laughs> that can't work. <laughs> that can't work. Not at all, because you have too much to lose. So that's my wagwan for real in this situation. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, very weird, very strange, a lot going on, but... We will keep an eye on that. So let's move on to Lada Mercy. This is a segment where we talk about stories where we are just like, somebody needs a prayer, Lord Jesus, take the wheel type of news. Mm -hmm. Make it just say, Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. So, <laughs> mercy so what I wanted to talk about for Lord of mercy this week was K. Michelle. K. Michelle oh, has reemerged on the scene. Here we go. He's reemerged mm -hmm. on the scene with a completely new face. She posted a picture on her Instagram. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was like last week, about a week ago. And she was uh, getting her hair done. And I was like, Kay Michelle, where? <laughs> I know this is Kay Michelle's Instagram account. And she's speaking as if this is her. But I don't see Kay Michelle. <laughs> 
Why? 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 The thing, Why the story with K. Michelle, K. Michelle's story is interesting when it comes specifically to body image and plastic surgery. And she was known, I mean, she's, you know, she's a successful R&B singer. She's been on Love and, Love and Hip Hop. Um, uh, I believe, yeah, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But something that she chronicled on Love and Hip Hop um, Atlanta and just in general in the public is she has had bad, she had bad um, surgery. She had silicone or something added to her butt mm -hmm. and her, her butt and her hips. So she's been very yes, vocal. She did. She's been very vocal in the process of removing that because she herself said she nearly died because she did some back backdoor surgery, backdoor procedure to get that silicone in her body and she was having some major health issues. So she went out of her way to kind of, I think she said it's over 16 surgeries she did to get remove all the nastiness or whatever they injected into her in, in the hotel out mm -mm. of her body. And then She's also, breast, she's also had breast implants and God knows what else. But those are the ones where she's very candid about the silicone and the breast implants. So now she emerged. Did, did you see the pictures? I have not, but I heard many things about it. But I will definitely make sure I take a look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. basically, another thing she, you know, initially when she first came out, before she was even on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I knew her music i knew her through her music and she's like a brown skin i wouldn't call her maybe fully dark but she's brown skin she's well she's like a brown skin black woman or she was mm -hmm. so now she looks like a light skinned i don't even know who she left some people are saying she looks like this uh, personality moni slaughter she's on another loving hip-hop uh i i'm looking at the, sorry i'm looking at the picture of this woman oh you're seeing it now Yes, who mm -hmm. calls herself Kate Michelle. Yeah, she calls this... her, who, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is not, is this a joke? <laughs> That's a complete new face. And if you see the comments, there's all the comments, oh my God, they came, like, I don't want to, they came, like, uh, they literally came after her. And I don't know, so I feel you, like. So you took it from your backside and put it in your face? Like, really, B? Like, no, I don't know. She I'm say no, I'm saying that in the sense where did you not learn mm -hmm. anything with this whole, you know, modification of your body? Mm -hmm. Like through what happened through your behind and the injections, did you not learn that maybe you should just leave it alone? Like just be happy with what what with what God gave you. Because you changed your entire, who is this woman? Who is that woman? <laughs> who is this woman? <laughs> the comments are all like, I this can't. is not K. Michelle. You look so pretty, but not pretty like K. Michelle. I mean, I, it goes back and forth. I mean, she went on Instagram or her stories and she was trying to defend this, this, and that, and the third. But I feel like if you're going to change your whole face, you need to be quiet. Like, you're going to have to expect people are going to be shocked. Like, I don't know how you don't look in the mirror and are, don't jump back. Like, who the hell is this? Like, that's my oh thing. My and I guess it's, I think she definitely has a case of body dysmorphia where they have just a really deep-seated insecurity Um in you know their body image and uh, i can under like and, and to an extent i do understand when you're a public figure and you you're you know you have so much scrutiny on you i feel like you internalize that even more like even as a woman in the in the, in the regular world some you know we're, we're naturally mm -hmm. self-conscious and you're gonna mm -hmm. you know, we, pick, right. we pick at our we pick at our little things that we are not so perfect to us but imagine you know i know for somebody like her it's probably that feeling times a hundred. So mm -hmm. I know it's difficult, but you, sometimes you, maybe you need to talk to somebody, some therapy. Like at this point, girl, like you, like you don't even look like you're connected to your genetic line anymore. Like no, you, you're left. You're 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 somewhere else. You're on somebody else's family tree now. I I, I don't know who you are anymore. You need to change your name too. You want to change your face? I think you should change your name along with that face because yeah. you look like an entirely different person. And you know what? Hey, everybody has issues with how they look and what they want to look like. And really it's based off of a model that 
is not attainable. No, it's not attainable. And so you're going to continuously have to chop away and chip, chip away at the person who you are. Yeah. However, your genetics never change. Mm -hmm. They will be what they are. Mm -hmm. So you could do all of this, but when you pop out a child, the child is going to have this, those features that you tried to get rid of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I really do feel that maybe she should start over doing something else because now it's not about her music. Now it's not about, you know, even her on whatever episode of love and hip hop or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's on, um, the level of what's wrong with your face. Like who is this woman? And you're, and so you've just cut down who you are you know, further. And I feel like sometimes we need to be grateful. She should be grateful that she made it out of that whole situation with the butt injections alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not trying to put herself back under any sort of knife to go and, and what's up with the face? Like, come on, who are you trying to look like? Yeah. She, and I, cause I, you're not trying to look like a black woman. Nope. Because you've definitely taken away any features that would could put you in that category of looking like a black woman. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because it's like, why do you want to take that, that away from yourself yet still conduct yourself? You know, as what a lot of people think black women are supposed to act. Like her personality... You know, on the shows that she's been on, Love and Hip Hop, and uh, you know, what was it, Atlanta, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, you look to me, you look like a clown. <laughs> well, for me, well, I think it, okay, two things. You look like a clown because you're not you. <laughs> you look like a clown because you're not you. As a okay, as a brand though, if you you're Kay Michelle, your face as somebody who is like. Um, a public figure, you're a star, you're an artist. Now, as a brand, what is the biggest thing of a brand? The face, the face of the brand. You are literally, your your face is your brand. I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, so this brand is gone and this, something else is here. This is a re, I, I can't even call this a rebrand. It's like, like you said, maybe she needs a whole new name. This is not, the, the brand of K. Michelle, the artist, is not this It's face. dead. Because we have this woman here standing in front of us, and she's trying to tell us she's K. Michelle. And I also wonder the psychosis, like, like imagine, like maybe because me, I'm a Taurus, and I, I, you know, change is, you know, I could change, but it's, it's, it's a process. It's a little bit harder than most. So I think, like, the fact of like looking in a mirror and not seeing the face that I've had for thirty plus years, like, I literally feel like that would like i wouldn't feel good in my heart like that's just me i mean maybe as a star you're like yes although i that makes me i want to say in that point and another thing before we leave this topic the face is good this is some good surgery okay this is some a1 plus well she did learn something then she did learn something yeah she She went to the best of the best room okay do it yeah because it's her face (laughs) and she has money now she had more money (laughs) And now she have money. Well, she did save up. She had to save up. But because normally, when you look that's at that's a good face. When that's it's good very face. good. Because we, we you know, we want to compare it to like the the surgeries that little Kim has had, Vivica Fox. And, okay, these are just black people. If we talk about the hundreds of white women who've had facial surgery, they all kind of have the same puffy cheeks, the high, the high tight forehead. Like this face here is excellent. It was worth every penny. I just think it's yes. just sad but, that um mm-hmm. i i miss i miss k michelle's face there was nothing wrong with her face um mm-hmm. but uh that's her that's her choice she's done it and i just hope she's talking to somebody i i just feel like people who do get this extreme there's obviously some deep rooted issues that they need to deal with and i hope she deals with them before she hacks up her face even more she shouldn't touch this okay this is wonderful work please don't do anything more god knows what's left under there so <laughs> um k michelle all the best to you uh good good work though. yes work. and and my last thoughts on that is lot of mercy for real <laughs>
have to change it up. I have to change it up. <laughs> no, but my last thoughts on it for real is that um, I have to think with my mind on this one mm-hmm. and say there's something really wrong. There's something really wrong definitely with not waking up to your natural born face. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about subtle improvements like yeah. teeth whitening yeah. or, you know, uh, dermabrasion and stuff like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your natural face that God gave you, mm-hmm. you know, and there's something really deeply wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's sad to see that she thought that she needed to take this route. But if you were going to take this route, K. Michelle, you should have done it all the way, girl. Mm-hmm. You should have changed your name along with it. <laughs> you should have changed your profession. You should have changed your address. You should have just changed and just up and became somebody else. New name. Because... See, see Denise. See Denise. K. Michelle's gone. Now my right? name Denise. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It's too much. But it's true. And so, hey, bye, K. Michelle. I don't know who you are. Bye, girl. Bye. (laughs) No, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So, So let's move on to the workout session. Workout. Workout session. So the workout <laughs> session is where we do a deep dive on something that's been going on in the news or in the culture and dissect it and see, uh, take a deeper look at what's really happening and just kind of bounce our thoughts around on, 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 on the topic. And so we were going to talk about um, cancel culture. Is it a real thing? Is it real or not? Is it real? Is it really real? Does it really exist? You have to wonder. I I wanted, I just wanted to take the lead on this one because I've been seeing a lot of this cancer culture go around, right? Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like a cold. One minute people don't like this person. They don't like their movements. They're cold to that person. And then a few weeks, not months or years, a few weeks will pass. And that person who, you know, they've shunned off to the corner will rejoin the rest of society mm-hmm. after they've done their their time of embarrassment. Yeah. And they just come right back in and everybody just goes on as, as though they never left. And it's like, for me, I feel like it's a ridiculous idea because we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. And so for you to be that dramatic about someone's mistake, I don't think you're really looking at yourself internally. and. You're, 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 you're far from perfect. None of us were made perfect. Mm-hmm. So how could you judge that other person in, in that respect where you're going to cancel them? Who are you to cancel somebody? Yeah. You're just a regular schmegular. Like, who are you canceling? You know, even these um, big name people and famous people and stuff like that, they, they, they go through these parts of their career where they're canceled. Yeah. But let them drop a new movie. Let them drop a new song, a new album. And everybody is taken up with them. Mm-hmm. Because we have to admit that our society is, is very interested in what's wrong. You know, what's, what's bad. Yeah. And so even to say that you're going to cancel them, people are still interested in them even when they're canceled, supposedly. Supposedly. Because they're interested in that what's the what's that bad person doing mm-hmm. um and so i think that this is not a real thing yeah i think it's just insults that people like to throw mm-hmm. at each other you cancel i'm canceling you i'm not doing this doing that now i will say for me i know that i have canceled some people in my mind okay and when i say canceling not like i am anybody mm-hmm. but i do not support nor endorse mm-hmm. anything that they do such mm-hmm. like r kelly yeah. i stopped listening to him way before yeah. <laughs> okay people started canceling him mm-hmm. um i found that he was a pervert yeah and when i took a real listen to his music you could see it right through Mm -hmm. And so I stopped listening to his music 
Now, if I'm somewhere and the music is playing, can I, am I going to go turn it off? No, Mm -hmm. but I'm not enjoying it. I'm not about it. I will talk right through it. Like it's not going on. (laughs) It's background noise. Forget that step in the name of love. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so I just don't support nor endorse it. And that's just a personal choice. That's not me telling everybody that they need to cancel anybody because who am I to tell anybody to cancel anybody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, before somebody come tell me to cancel, I'm canceled. Like what? Listen, it doesn't exist. It's not real. It's, it's okay. a facade. So you it's think an it's, insult. That's you think it it's is. not real. So, um, day insult for mm. me. Okay. Before I, answer that question i think this kind of came back well this has this conversation hasn't gone anywhere in the past four or five years but i think it really came back to the top of the blogs again a lot of people were talking about in the last week or two because cat williams had an interview with um on a podcast and they asked they i find this is a common question that they ask a lot of comedians nowadays is nowadays is oh, do you think cancel culture is affecting comedy? So that's along the lines of question that they asked them. And I was surprised at Kat's answer because, you know, Kat Williams is known for being real and raw and I thought he was going to be like, you know, say the typical answer that a lot, like say Kevin Hart has been saying Mm -hmm. in the past couple weeks. But he had a very smart answer. I mean, no surprise, Kat Williams is very uh, brilliant, but I did... I was, I'm not going to lie, I thought the question was, the answer was going to go a different way. And he said, at the end of the day, there's no cancel culture. Cancellation doesn't have its own culture. I don't want to call somebody something that I shouldn't call them when if I should have known that, I would have found something else to call them. Nobody likes the speed limit, but it's there for a reason. So, Uh. there you go. It's done for the reasons it's done, i.e., canceling or harvey weinstein somebody has been having bad behavior um and it helped those who it helped it helped who it helped i.e again all the victims of bill cosby r kelly all those other figures that we all know who are dirtbags williams said in the interview if all that's going if all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in a way that we talk isn't that isn't that what we would want anyway so he's essentially saying like you know, it doesn't exist. And like comedians who are whining about it need to be quiet because if you have something good to say, um, if you have something good to say, then not good, but if you have something to say, there's different ways of saying it. Maybe there's one way where it's going to bring on a lot of criticism. So you know what? You're clever, you're professional. If you have the skill, then it shouldn't be a problem for you to, to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very brilliant. And that's along the lines of, of my thinking. Like, cancel culture is not a real thing. And I kind of low-key think... It's kind of weird because I feel like it's a, w- a way of people... Like, it's usually a lot of, like, males or white males or people who are... or Not even, you know, I'm not even put a put a group. People who have been called out for things that might not necessarily have affected their career yet, but they've been called out. They've been slapped on the hand. And they are like saying, it's like kind of a way of saying, you know, like putting down, oh, all these woke people, they just want to cancel people, da 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 da. And it's like kind of dismissing the whole, and really what it is, and this is what I want to say, cancel culture isn't a thing, but accountability culture. I think we just need to name the change the name of it. It's not we're not can- canceling anybody, but we're bringing people to the table to hold them accountable. There are like for me, I'm not. I don't like you said. There's very few people like if you're a rapist or a pedophile, yeah, go throw them under the jail. I don't give a shit. I'm not supporting anything that you do. But I do think, for example, like I'll bring up Kevin Hart again because he pitched into this conversation with the whole Oscars thing where they, you know, kicked him off, like, I guess he was canceled off of the Oscars. I don't know, because of his old uh, homo- homophobic uh, tweets. And at the end of the day, they didn't cancel anything for him. He's still making movies. He's still making millions of dollars. He still has a bunch of shows. You didn't cancel anything. If anything- Well, that's, that's the thing though, <clears throat> Jeanette, is that when you say cancel culture, right? Bad publicity is still good publicity. Mm-hmm. So how could you be canceling anything? Yeah. Even with that particular artist, you say you're going to cancel all of that bad 
imagery that you're putting around that particular artist mm-hmm. is still making them money. Mm-hmm. So you're not canceling anything. Yeah. If anything, again, like I was saying, is just accountability. You're telling somebody, you're holding somebody accountable exactly. for their actions. And again, I don't even know. Is anybody really using cancel? Anybody? I, don't, I feel like nobody's saying cancel so-and-so anymore. I think everybody whining about it now is like maybe it's called something else and they're saying cancel culture, but I haven't heard anybody say cancel so-and-so in a hot minute. So yeah, again, even that, I'm like, who's doing the so-called canceling anyway well here's the thing is that it's the everyday guy the everyday you know guy who's supposedly canceling this culture whatever it's just it just it just boggles my mind because for people to think that they have such weight Mm -hmm. in someone's life you know um i'm sure that there are people who you know, in it, that are famous, such as Cat Williams and Kevin Hart. They are famous, so maybe they do make have an influence on some. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, how do they have any influence on the particular famous person that they're canceling? They don't. They really don't. There's no real effect. Mm-hmm. Unless you really do not want to support nor endorse that particular artist for whatever bad doings that you deem in your eyes, mm-hmm. then that's up to you as a personal, as, as a person, mm-hmm. you can't then dictate to someone else that they should do it too. Yeah. They have to feel that that's wrong. They mm-hmm. have to feel like I don't want nothing to do with that. You know, um, when, R. Kelly, and I keep going back to him because for me, it was very easy for me to cancel him Mm -hmm. because how that all played out with him, it was very obvious from way back when he was, you know, dealing with Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. It was very obvious. And so over time, as you start to grow as a person, you see, you know what I mean? Like you can see it for what it is and you have a right at that point to choose, am I going to follow that or am I not? Yeah. Am I going to stand as an individual and not like that and not appreciate that and not want to be about that? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to follow the herd? So mm-hmm. I decided within my heart that I did not want to support nor endorse anything this man did. Yeah. And you're, you're not forcing, you're not, I'm not. Anybody. So that's not, that's up to me. Yes. And if somebody comes along the journey of me doing that and sees me doing that, you know, and wants to join along, that's still their journey. Yeah. Because like you said, when, you know, clapping the name and then comes on, (laughs) are you going to, are you going to dance? That's a choice you have to make because yeah. it's only you who's moving your feet, not I, me. My body might do a little body roll, but <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's a choice that everybody has to make. I'll be dipping over to the bar at that point because I need a drink. I'm not, I'm not about, th- and that's a personal decision. So mm-hmm. uh, to say that it's a culture mm-hmm. that would, in my mind, that says to me that you think you have that much influence. Mm-hmm on other people's decisions Mm -hmm. as to what they're going to support and not support. And maybe it is true. Maybe I'm naive in that respect in Mm -hmm. seeing that social media in general has a big effect on people's lives. Oh, it does. And what they do and how they move and all of that. And for me, you know, I feel like it's a bunch of nonsense because they don't, they, it's not them closing their, their eyes at night. It's Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. can't close your eyes for you you know what i'm saying so if if you want to follow along in the herd cool kudos to you but if you want to stand as an individual you have to make some hardcore choices that stands well for you that lets you sleep well at night the sheep can be you know led astray Mm -hmm. so mind what you know i feel as a a population we should mind what we're doing and who we're following yeah they can lead you right down into the gates of hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, so that's just how I see it with that. Um, this has been a long-term conversation. Oh yeah. Uh, it's nice that they brought it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have to also think of the source now for Cat Williams. I'll give him a blind, but for Kevin Hart, wasn't it just the other day you got into a car accident and left the people in the car? 
wasn't it just the other day? Like, you should tread lightly with this conversation, Kevin Hart. You are on the verge of exactly what this is, canceling culture. I, I think he's on the verge. And, 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 and there's times where Kevin needs to, you know, maybe pipe down a little bit because... Yeah, I think you're he, drawing too point, much attention, bro. At this you're doing point, too much. When it comes to this particular topic, he just needs to be quiet. Like, continue. You're doing to make, too much. Just to the other day, you got into an accident. You had three people in a, a two-seater car, and left the uh, the two people who were supposedly your friends for dead. Mm-hmm. So you're not really, you know, one that should have this conversation. I feel like you should just slide over to the side, tell me some jokes. You know, keep it moving, make mm-hmm. some movies, make some money, you know, live your best life. Yeah. But I don't feel like you're the person who should really, like, you have to consider the source. And I feel like people don't use enough discernment. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to just follow like sheep. That's why this is even a conversation, this cancel culture. Because people will just follow like sheep, you know, to the slaughter. And not even think of the source you know think of of what where you what you're intaking mm-hmm. that's how i see it like what you're yeah, taking just be in. conscious conscious of what you consume in media and everything else and you know use as you said use discernment just because somebody's being canceled or you know for whatever reason like really look at what's happening like at the story in the deep at, at the heart of the story and um yeah i think like like you said i think Kevin needs to not talk about this because he's been so-called canceled so many times. He hasn't really been canceled again, no. like I said. <laughs> but, but he has been questioned. Yeah. And people are wondering about him. So yeah, and I, I think he like just needs need... to be Yeah, quiet. pipe down. Yeah, pipe, pipe down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you're not the one. Cat Williams is the you know, he does some things that are kind of yeah, questionable yeah, he, as well. Yeah. But um he came with a, a very articulate uh perspective yeah he 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 pretty put my perspective on cancel culture right into like that's why i wanted to read it It as like yes exactly this everybody stop bloody talking about cancel culture it doesn't exist and people need to stop whining about it and i feel like the people who are whining about it are the people who don't have nothing to say anyway maybe their content is trash it's like all the people complaining about it is like you're still whining. it is what it is so the fact that you're still whining about it means you're not clever enough come to work around it like right? that's just what it is so work around it and i think that's essentially what cat was saying well and 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 i think um he's also saying see it for what it is and that's why i said earlier that i see it as an insult people just want to at times i don't know if it's accountability because you're not you're not asking them for to be better for, for you know you're just coming at them these are your faults these are your faults i don't like this i don't like this everybody join suit Everybody ban this. Don't talk to that. Don't look at this. Don't, you know what I mean? And it's it doesn't seem like it's accountability because in my eyes, when you're holding someone accountable, you truly want them to improve on what it is that you're holding them accountable for. Yeah. And to just sit there and bash them is not doing that. Yeah. It's not doing that. Bottom line, it's just not doing that. And so it's it's like, I just want to insult you. And I feel like social media is a place where people like to insult people a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of trolling and stuff like that. But just to see as a positive note, that's what, well, that was my kind of positive spin on this is that like the only way that this so-called, the only thing that this so-called culture could really be doing, I feel like the heart of what it was supposed to be, what it was supposed to be now, just people yelling into the dark hole of social media and like you said, whining about stuff and saying, you know, certain things. Sometimes it is actually valid. So the positive note is this is like people are being held accountable for accountable for what they say and what they do. Like you can't get away with sexual harassment, you can't get away with racism, you can't get away with certain things. Like maybe you can, but like listen, if the wrong person finds out and they get on social media, you're you're you know, you're gonna have a lot of trouble and it's gonna force you to confront that behavior and it's gonna force you and it should it will force you to apologize whether you agree with it or not you've been slapped on the wrist and you kind of have to look or act contrite who knows we, we nobody really knows if you really are apologetic or anything but at the very least you have to act it whether whether you're on set 
whether you're in your corporate job, whatever it is that you do, your behavior has been called out. And so you need to apologize and, you know, educate yourself, do things better and do better in the future. So that's, yeah. that's a positive, like cancel culture itself is, I don't know what that all that is, but I mm-hmm. do believe, I do believe it's for certain people to be accountable. And that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And um, another positive note that I did want to leave all of our listeners with uh, mm-hmm. is that discernment. That's what I feel like uh, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, is really bringing to light is that we all need to use our discernment. It's within us. We have to trust ourselves and when we're out in the world don't believe everything you hear don't believe everything you see dig deeper than 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 the surface um and so it's nice that cat williams did bring this conversation back up and that he allowed us to see that there's ways to get around all of this nonsense because at the end of the day that's what it is nonsense And so our listeners out there, we hope that your heart and your minds have been activated on this week's show. Whether you lead with your heart or your mind, stay passionate and thoughtful. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Good night.